Do we do? What, how, what's the etiquette for the food? You you can start digging in. My grazing. You you can graze. I mean, <laughs> the food's in front of you. I don't want it tantalizing you. you it's can, it's really looking at me it's like. Even even though I have some business to attend to, I mean, you can. Oh dive no no, in. no please. No, but I, I want you to eat. I want okay. you. You're a guest in my car. <laughs> we'll have one bite. Watch I'm gonna that. watch you do it. I'm gonna watch that mm. jaw open up. There it is. Okay. Mm. So, I'm here in the parking lot of the original Billy Goat on Madison Avenue. I'm James Van Ossel. Dan Doherty is my guest. We'll get to him in a second. Dan and I have been communicating the way most people do, over mobile phones. I've been sending him emails. Uh, We've connected on Twitter and all these different places. And it wouldn't be possible on my end if not for my Samsung Galaxy S8 phone, which I got from Boost Mobile. Uh, Speaking of Boost Mobile, I've got this amazing phone, and the camera is ridiculous it looks so clear and i have people who have expensive camera gear and they look at the pictures i take and they're awestruck because the pictures are awesome on my phone but my phone is powered by boost mobile i pay a small amount of money i pay 80 bucks a month for me and my son for unlimited talk text and data uh boost mobile boostmobile.com is where you can find them online obviously they're all over the city and suburbs do yourself a favor get on board with boost mobile all right how's the food so how's the food so far oh my god it's so good all right let's do this it's car con carne let's eat in the car it's car con carne All right, so yeah, we're here. Uh, my Mazda 3 is in this parking lot. It is an authorized vehicle, so it will not be relocated at owner's expense. I'm always nervous about that. When I park <laughs> in a, a restaurant lot as I'm getting set up, I'm always worried that my car is going to get towed. You're authorized right now, though. You're I am good. authorized. Yeah, everything we're saying right now is authorized. So Dan Doherty is a cartoonist. He is an educator. He is a musician. He is so many things. And tonight, he's also a cheeseburger eater. We're at Billy Goat, which is legendary. You've been here, right? I have. I have been here many times, and I will probably be here many times more. There are people who love Billy Goat and are less amorous. I love the flat griddle burgers. Yeah, this is a burger. The first time I went into Chicago as a kid with my uncle, and he was like, we're going to Billy Goat's, and I don't don't know what that is. And I show up, and I eat a burger, and this was the burger that I had. It's never changed since whatever year. 84, maybe, that way? I don't know. It is totally no frills, and they serve you the, the burger on a Kaiser roll. They will give you a hard time if you order a single. Yeah, that's no good. It, no matter which location, it, you order a single, and they'll say something like, are you sure you don't want a double? Right. Or do right. you mean double? They're like, come on, you, you said double, right? Mm-hmm. Or triple? You want you want triple? Come on, man. So they serve you the burgers, and then the condiment bar right is right next to the cash register so just the open troughs of relish (laughs) and pickle slices and the the squirt bottles of uh, ketchup and mustard the way god intended it. the way god intended it Uh, i actually had to check to make sure there was nothing happening at the united center tonight because this would have been a disaster oh god yeah i was here what a couple days ago for the chili pepper show and it was a nightmare because the chili peppers were there yeah no, I mean, really, I, I'm not a Chili Peppers fan. Oh, you really don't like them? <laughs> <laughs> they were, hey, they were terrible, them. No, they were great, actually. I loved them. They were, do you do you like uh, Deer Hoof? No. Dang, okay, so I'm striking out here. We're, we're not right connecting now. at all. We'll okay. connect on burgers. Yeah. Right, but seriously, you like Chili Peppers? They were good? They were good. Everything's fine in the, in the world of the Chili Peppers. They're t- they're, uh, their shirts were too expensive, but everything else is great. Oh, my God, shirts are ridiculous. Like 40 bucks. Uh-huh. For sure. I didn't get one. I'm like, I got I got a kid to feed. Mm-hmm. A, a kid can't eat a shirt. You can't justify it. You <clears throat> no. just can't justify it. 
This burger is still delicious. I got the double. Yeah, me too. This looks uh, looks about right. Mm-hmm. The American cheese. Mm-hmm. Right on. So where to start with you, Dan Doherty? Where? Where? I don't even know anymore. Um, Let, let's start with the least likely of the, the things I want to talk to you about. You're an educator. You teach the not. art of... Making comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you land into that? I mean, besides being successful as an independent creator. Well, um, I, it, when I got asked to do it, um, I had already been you know, professional uh, comic creator for, uh, shoot, I don't know, over 10 years, maybe 15 years, something like that. Um, and it was actually the day after my daughter was born, uh, a good friend of mine, Doug Claubo, who teaches there, called me up and was like, hey, do you... Do you want to come to the school and show your your work to the students? And I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, uh, you want to bring maybe your resume too? And I'm <laughs> like, wait, what? And um, like a week or two later, I was teaching a class. Um, they they had need of a, of a person with my particular set of skills, which is to say, um, I hunt down people who kidnap. No kidding. <laughs> I'm not Liam Neeson. Um, I write and illustrate comics. Um, so I, I kind of specialize in like graphic storytelling. Um, and I am pretty proficient in all the things that they needed in that in that that one area that they were trying to fill. So, um, jobs, great job. Met a lot of awesome uh, budding artists that are now starting to like put themselves out there professionally. It's. Uh, I, and what is the aspiration of these kids? Like, to what? to be essentially what kind of what I'm doing. Like a lot of them want to do the um, the whole circuit of doing conventions, like comic conventions. A lot of them want to know how to run a successful Kickstarter with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with a book and and, and maybe um, self-create and, and self-sustain their own. See, book. and that's what I was getting at because I feel like I used to teach at Columbia College. Oh yeah, okay. And I feel like if you're going to teach broadcasting in 2017, kind of the same thing. You don't necessarily want someone teaching there who only knows how it has been. Mm-hmm. You need someone who has that vision of, well, here's where this is evolving, and here's how you jump on board with this beyond the traditional means yep that's actually i mean it's absolutely right it's um the advantage that that school has it um that i think a lot of schools either maybe don't have as much or don't even think about is that every teacher is a practicing artist professionally like that we're not we're not talking about our glory days or Mm. not talking about like what used to be we're we're growing with the students a lot of times like there's programs that come out during class that you're like okay well, now I got to figure out what this is because it seems to be the way things are going, and and uh, so it makes for more of a collaborative environment, and it certainly makes life interesting all the time when you have a student coming like, oh hey, check this out, and you're like, oh that just changed everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so it's it it's awesome. Um, I think it's inspiring for the teachers and students alike to be in that kind of you know the, the mix of of making stuff and getting out there but i think what they look to us for is you know how are we doing it like how are we making a living off of it and you know the realities of it because i think that that's one thing in um, a lot of art schools that you don't get all right take a bite because i'm going to ask a question okay you can't eat this quickly the kaiser roll is so big Uh it's hard to just wolf this down so that what we have going on here we have a ballet with this really precise (laughs) give and take of eating and talking. It's a dance. This this is a challenge today. Mm-hmm. I, the only thing that would be more challenging would be like a peanut butter and jelly. You can be, yes. <laughs> you can be beauty, I'll be the beast. Okay. We'll just go around. Where's Mrs. Potts? All right, so talking about comics while yep. we're, we're on that topic, uh, I came to know you from your strip, Beardo, mm-hmm. which I just love, which is basically you 
on a page. Yes, sir. Or in a three-panel format. Mm-hmm. Um, is Beardo heading toward the end? Yes, it is. Um, First of all, stop. No. <laughs> no. Yes. I love Beardo. Have you run out of life? Is there nothing left to share? No. Um, there's plenty. In fact, um, that's that's been the one thing that I've had an embarrassment of riches in terms of, you know, picking a, a subject matter is, you know, life is the best thing to pull from because it's always happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been doing this strip for almost 11 years now. Um it's a decision that I'm making for the present, and it really it, it boils down to a couple things. If I'm going to do it in the future, I have to refigure out how to um, monetize it. That's one thing. The other thing, though, is... See, I, I kind of assumed that you had. I, I feel like I had, but times have changed so much in the 11 years that I've been doing it. Because um, it started off in newspapers, and that's mm-hmm. that's no good anymore. Uh, <laughs> I am on a, uh, the largest site, I believe, for online um, strips, uh, classic and modern, uh, Go Comics. But the revenue that comes from that is is okay, but it's it's not. There, there's got to be a different way, and I've actually been seeing like Patreon might be a, mm-hmm. a solution for that for people in my boat. Um, and then books. I mean, I make everything myself. Like I have a company that helps facilitate the the printing of them but it's all on on me and that's actually been an interesting thing for me to teach my students as to like what to do and what I've learned and what went wrong and 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 what went right um because otherwise they're trying to figure it all out yeah piecemeal information you've got a roadmap yeah I could tell them here's where you know I shouldn't have done this or I should have done that and Mm -hmm. um here's where certain things worked out um I will say I mean it's I wouldn't say it's done badly for me by any means i mean i've won a bunch of awards off of it i've i have made you know a living off of making my comics but i've been finding that a lot of my other properties are the ones that people are really you know like picking up and buying and consuming a lot more Mm -hmm. and with a second kid on the way i gotta start thinking beardo or baby (laughs) uh what do you do september 23rd all right so that's right around the corner it's coming up real hot okay (laughs) and I'm, i'm excited about it but I'm also trying to be realistic, you know, like, what what can I do in a day? I already have f- uh, sort of figured out how to still work from home and raise a kid with, you know, my wife and everything. But it's, you know. And, it, you know, in all fairness, it's been 10 years. <clears throat> yeah. That's a long time to commit to anything. Yeah. that's uh, Most strips don't last, like, 10 weeks. Right. Yeah. But I do love it. Uh, the most recent collection is the fifth? Yep. Okay. Yeah, each book uh, takes two years of the strip and has a theme roughly of of where Beardo's at. You know, the the last book is parenthood, so mm-hmm. a lot of parents have been loving it and buying it for friends and whatnot, and um, and just kind of saying like this is what it's like, you know. So that's been cool. Do you ever try to do stuff in your real life just to kind of skew where the comic's going? Yeah. <laughs> you try to influence your art? Yeah, like deliberately make something that I think would be funny, like it happen in real life, yeah. Uh, or I, I get people, when something funny does happen and they're near me, they're like, oh, that's going to be a beardo, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I guess it is, yep. Yeah, where's your pen? You should totally draw this. Write I, this down. Right, right. <laughs> they're always, like, because some people see me, like, either writing something down or, t- or texting myself something, an idea, and they're like, okay, this is this is for a comic, right? That's that's not just you texting somebody else. I'm like, yeah, it's for. Oh my a comic. god, we're in a car eating cheeseburgers. This would be a great comic. Oh strip. boy, if only. Imagine I was still doing. The- <laughs> Imagine. 
Uh, so, all right. So, let, Beardo is heading toward the sunset. Mm-hmm. Touching Evil is still very much active. Yes. You're on issue ten. Yes. Uh, what? Give me the elevator pitch of Touching Evil. Touching Evil is a supernatural thriller. Um, it's about this woman who's given a curse that allows her to kill anyone she touches, provided that they're evil. And she has no idea what qualifies as evil or, or who's evil unless she tries it. So she has this crazy power. Um, everyone she kills, too, she ends up hearing their voices in her mind in the afterlife. So she's got this almost godlike ability. Truly a curse. Yeah. It feels... I mean, some people, when I pitch them this, they go, Oh, I, I love what the, you know what I would do with that. Like, I would, I would pick this person and that person and whatever. No, no, see, you lost me at the hearing their voices in the afterlife. Like, up until that point, I'm like, yeah, okay, the killing Sounds the evil pretty people. pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then all of a sudden you go, oh, wait, she's got to live with all the people yeah, that she's no. killed. No, no thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm currently on issue 10 of this book, which is also a creator-owned book, which means that I do, all, you know, I, I, I write it, illustrate it, um, get it printed up, pay for the colorist, all that stuff. Um, and There's a lot of business acumen you have to have to do all this. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, w- I certainly think I could be doing things um, better, which is what I'm trying to learn. I'm trying mm-hmm. to get smarter with my with my business side of my stuff so that I can make sure that the things that I want to do and things that I'm really passionate about um, happen because that's just reality, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I, it's been working so far. I mean, 10 issues into a, a creator-owned series, again, that's not something that happens very often. Now, as successful as you've been mm-hmm. doing it all yourself, do you ever have moments where you thought – you know, it'd be great if I had a, a different publisher or a real publisher, not a mm-hmm. real publisher, no, no, a publisher to just take this hassle off my chest. Sure. I mean, I've, and I've worked with publishers too. I've, I've, I've illustrated and or written, um, probably like 30 something published books at this point. Like I, I tend to not talk about the things that aren't mine just because either I can't or somebody else is doing it better, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> um, so I've worked with a lot of publishers. Some I loved, some I didn't, and um, and I keep trying to push uh, the the you know the stuff that I own into things that um, or homes that you know that might be appropriate for it. Um, but there's a lot of waiting involved with that stuff too, and I'm very impatient sometimes. I'm like, I, I understand, just, you know, I want to I want to get it out. I want people to read it and enjoy it. Um, and and I've figured out too that you know people can do this on their own. Like the the Kickstarter model has worked for me on, on several different. Mm-hmm. Projects um, and it's it's not. I've kickstarted you before. Yeah, yeah. For uh, for, for touching evil. For touching evil. Yeah, you and we talked about it on your on mm-hmm. uh, on the show. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it, it works and it's it's something that like gets people what they want and then extra stuff that they would have never gotten anything else. So it's like that's working just fine. But yeah, there are days where I wish I had somebody else to just handle that stuff. Yeah, you deal with the coloring and the yeah the, the printing and. Yeah, he handle all the shipping and promotional stuff. And why don't you get it into some stores for me? Yes. I don't want to make those calls. I hate that. I hate that call. <laughs> oh, God, it's the worst. <laughs> well, this is this is something, man, I, I wrestle with a lot mm-hmm. as a podcaster. I mean, you know, we are creating our own things. Um, this is me basically doing radio on my own, just as you are publishing on your own. Mm-hmm. And what I wrestle with is this is the creative side. But then you have to kind of turn business side, kind of like what you're saying about getting your book in stores. 
I I wrestle with, well, how do I make money off this? How do I really want to start cold calling people at Mazda across America trying to get a car, like a wrapped vehicle to drive around? The answer is yes, but it, it, I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you always have to like brace yourself for, you know, the fact that you're going to make a lot of calls and do uh-huh. a lot of, do a lot of things that are going to not yield what you want before you get what you want and just be okay with It's just with easier that. to keep creating. I know. And I'm just going to keep podcasting. I'm yeah. Good. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I I feel like when people talk about like uh, creative blocks or writer's blocks, it's like that's not the issue to me. It's the it's the business block. It's the mm-hmm. how do I make that part of it work? Oh yeah, I can sit at my computer, whatever, write, do stuff all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah, but the second you take me off that <laughs> and put me on something I'm less capable of, and and I'm finding too as as I'm getting like more into my career and a little bit older, and I I, I want the things that I'm doing to um, get to that next level and be better um, because I feel like they're good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, uh, what's his face from SNL? Stuart Smalley. Stuart Smalley, yeah. Sen- Senator Franken. Senator, yeah, Senator Franken. I saw him this morning talking about healthcare or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me, but I, I should be getting a little bit more cognizant of how to you know make it a, a more business-savvy thing, and I keep going like, when I was in my 20s and somebody would be talking about, oh, here's what I did business-wise, I mean, I would glaze over. Uh-huh. And now I'm like, oh, say that again. I'm sorry, what was that? You want to tell me more about some... Totally. Uh, yeah, and so that's where my head is at a lot more lately. All right, so Touching Evil is, is on issue 10. Uh, you are so masterful at the cons. I, I see you all the time. Uh, one of my favorite annual things at C2E2 <laughs> is the seeing of Dan Doherty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's exciting. But I know looking ahead, you'll you'll be at Wizard World, right? Yes, yeah. Not to pit the two against each other, but pitting the two against each other, which one's better? <laughs> um, well, uh, it'd have to be pound for pound C2E2. It's It's got a, a few advantages, though. Um, you know, Wizard's doing like 30 or 40 shows a year or something. They're mm-hmm. doing a, an obscene amount of shows, right? And one of their best shows is Chicago. Uh, Philly's also typically one where they bring out their A game. But Reed Pop is doing like... A handful of shows. Read pop the C two E two. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They do. They do C two E two. And so, you know, they come in, and they've they're focusing specifically on getting that sh- that one show right. You know, mm-hmm. they're not jumping on a plane next week and going to Des Moines right. or whatever. So, um, so I think that they got that advantage. I mean, being at McCormick Place, I think, is more Chicago feeling than going to Rosemont. Than going to Rosemont. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, they typically they get a lot of like big league guests and then some kind of interesting quirky guests that you might not see otherwise and they also get the dc marvel um uh, appearance they don't show up at wizard dc doesn't show up at c2e2 they don't every year i I wonder why dc doesn't have a presence there marvel has a giant display when you walk in i guess you're right dc is completely mia and i've never understood why that is interesting i didn't even think about that so i you're right i've never seen See, here's my thing. From my perspective, I'm over on the Artist Alley side. Right. So at best, I get to take a, a nice glance at the big show. You know, right. We're over on the, which, not to take away from the Artist Alley there, by the way, that is probably one of the best Artist Alleys I've ever been is the C2E2 one. Um, I, I can go from seeing you, and it's just rows and rows, mm-hmm. like 20 rows, probably more. Uh, you know, I walk around the corner, there's Mike Mignola, creator of Hellboy, mm-hmm. and there's Art and Franco, the Tiny Titans guys. Yep. And, yeah. you know, there's Dan Jurgens, uh, you know, mm-hmm. fantastic 
old school comics creator. It's really neat. And you have these celebrities in the world of comics with people who are just starting out. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love that kind of equality. It's it's amazing what they do there. And I know that it's a lot of tough decisions because so many people apply for Artist Alley and a lot more don't get in than do. Oh, I'm sure. I'm but sure. they are trying in that show to represent not only you know the big names that have earned it and mm-hmm. have been there around the block a million times, but also like the mid-level players and the up-and-comers. And mm-hmm. especially... Um, the Chicago up and comers. I feel like that they really. Try, I agree. They try to make sure that Chicago gets a fair shake, um, and I know all the showrunners there at this point because I've done every one of them since they started. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the fact that I know these people and that they care um, speaks volumes to you know what what they're up to, you know what what they're trying to do. Um, and you know to be fair, like uh, I I know a lot of people at Wizard too that are amazing and they're all about. Um, Making sure that 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 like the, the indie people are represented and the mm-hmm. up and comers are represented, but it's such a bigger machine that they're running in terms of like all, all these shows that I feel like it doesn't get the same kind of love. So, you know, that being said, I've done Wizard for over ten years. Well, I don't think I've missed one since '06. Amazing. Yeah. All right, eat your burger. <laughs> hey, these fries need salt. I should have salted them before I left. I didn't know. You fool. This is America. I know. There, there's no salt. <laughs> our total was what? Our total was 1776. Mm-hmm. This is, we're recording this the week of the 4th of July as we celebrate American independence. I'm paying 1776 for burgers. It's kind of like when I go to the gas station and pull the nozzle out once it hits 2112. I always do that. <laughs> Just and to do I, it? Yeah. Well, you know, it's rush. Mm-hmm. Um and I always get mad at myself if I get to like twenty one twenty four. Like, oh, you fool! <laughs> it's just one of those things. I'll, my tank is never full because I'm always trying to hit peak rush. <laughs> so you're you're, <coughs> you're stranded on the side of the road right. somewhere, going, "If only I had filled the rest of the but tank." I got it to twenty one twelve. How cool is that? Uh-huh. How cool is that? What mm-hmm. a landmark album that was! All right, uh, we're going to do Facebook Live here in a minute. Before we get there, and we'll talk about some of the stuff in our Facebook live stream. Um, let's talk about your band on the off chance. Yes. I have, as a visual aid, the album. Nothing is better on radio than a visual aid. (laughs) Yeah. White Shoes, Black Water. Uh, Tell me, for those who haven't heard it on the off chance, tell me me when the band started, why, who's in it. Yeah. Um, Band started about three or four years ago, I think. Um, We were sort of a hodgepodge of people that I think all, I think I was the centerpiece of each connection there's mm-hmm. there's a uh, jay and steve who are cousins so they have their own bond there but um jay and steve have the the recording studio that i recorded my previous band's album at and we i've been friends with steve for forever um and jay by default because jay kind of you know was just um int- kind of introduced in that circle via steve uh anthony my my longtime bass brother he plays that bass so good and you can't find bass players is that true? It's hard to find a bass. He's not only do I have a great bass player, but I just have a bass player. <laughs> um, but he's my he's my bro, and uh, we've been in in business playing music for I don't know forever. It feels like, but we all came together. Uh, we have a, a female singer Becky Rako, who's now like a guest artist on the band. Um, but the five of us were all on that that uh, album that you mm-hmm. uh, now have in your hot little hands, um, mm-hmm. and we made that album. 
last year and then kickstarted a vinyl version of which of it which I will have in two days amazing yes I'm so excited about this I already have the proof copy and I played it it's, it's so, so cool. cool oh god when you have the thing spinning and it's like that's that's me and it sounds that's really neat it really is like and and I've you know, I've got my special, uh, it looks different than the regular ones, the proof copies. Um, so I've got my special version of it, but we get the actual versions for the, the backers and for the public um, in about two days. Hey, I, I feel a blues <clears throat> influence in what you do. Yeah, yeah. There's some there's some definite blues uh, uh, co- uh, progressions in that album, um, particularly in the songs that I write. I'm, I'm one of two primary songwriters. Um, but uh, you can definitely feel that in this album, especially. Mm-hmm. I think we wanted to amp that up a bit more. It just felt right for where we're at right now. So is that what you you grew up on? I mean, just I'm more of like a like a. It was two things. It was classic rock, and it was like alternative because I was I was like 12 when Nevermind came out. Oh my god! You know, yeah, that me was, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So on the off chance, uh-huh. um, since we're recording this in early July, the next time we can see your band, as we're talking about the band. Uh, the next step would be to point people to where they can see it. Where are you playing next? Okay, so this airs after July 14th, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Um, then you won't see us at the Cubby Bear, which we would be there. Well, let's pretend they did. Okay. So the Cubby how Bear was show, the show was the show. The show was amazing. Oh, my God, I can't imagine. It was weird how many times Dave Grohl came up on stage. And you wouldn't just, expect that, but there is that Cubby Bear thing. He, he, yeah. You know, um, yeah, the show was great, uh, I, I think. And then we have a show coming up that I'm really excited about. It's uh, September 2nd, which is Labor Day weekend, right? Mm-hmm. It's always Labor Day is the September one. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's okay. the way that works. Yeah. I always confuse it with Memorial Day. Um, September 2nd, we are opening for uh, Bare Naked Ladies with uh, Middle Act Special Guest Living Color. Get out. I will not that's, get out. That's, that's, I'm in this Mazda for keep. That's a monster bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing that we got on this. I'm, I'm bare still... naked ladies, living color, and on the off chance. I know. Finally together at last. That's that's ridiculous. I know. <laughs> uh, I'm as uh, dumbfounded as you are, but I, I am excited about it. Um, it's at New Lenox since that they have these triple play, play series. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, if you go to New Lennox's website, you can see about you know the the information as to where it is and tickets and all that. But yeah, we're going to be opening for those two bands. That's that is no small gig. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 just crazy pumped about it, and I'm still pinching myself thinking that this is real or is it maybe not. All right, so that's excellent. Uh, let's pause. You're done with your burger. Done. Yeah, right. I'm done. I, I think we should get rid of the trash. We're going to pause. Uh, and then the next thing you hear on this podcast will be us simultaneously streaming on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to play? I uh, Yeah. Do you, I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot. I mean, I'll play. Yeah. Right, I think I'm going to have you do it in the front seat. Are you, are you a righty? I am a righty. So okay. This, okay, that'll work here. Uh-huh. Will it work? <laughs> we're going to figure this out. And also, we're, we're going to have you draw because... You have many skills, and maybe you'll teach me something, too. We'll just tap into everything you do. Okay. At All the right. same time? I can... At the same time. <laughs> okay. We're going to see how good you are. So should I go? No, no. Hang on. Oh, we're not, oh, I, I we're, see we're not live yet. Hang on. I'm so excited. <laughs> this is very exciting. Just... All right. Hi, Facebook Live. I'm James Van Ossel. In the backseat of my car is Dan Doherty. Hey. Dan is a comics creator. Truth. Uh, Beardo's going away though. You created Beardo. Beardo is on its last legs. I'm just killing him. No, yeah, he's he's on his last legs. Uh, book five is is the final book, um, and you can get it. 
So it's Beardo and the Deathly Hallows? Yeah, <laughs> Beardo, the Witch in the Wardrobe. Perfect. <laughs> right. All right, so this is the Boost Mobile live stream. Dan Doherty is here. I want to talk about your comics, uh, but you are also part of a band, On the Off Chance. On the Off Chance. Which, hang on, I brought a visual aid, just like a real talk show. Here's the new album. White Shoes, Black Water. There it is. It's pretty sweet. It's a must-have. Uh, and you are going to play an On the Off Chance song in my back seat. Truth. Uh, what, what's the song? It's called Payday. It's called Payday. All right, I should mention, as you're watching this on Facebook Live, and thank you, this microphone is just obnoxious in my face. As you're listening to this or watching this, uh, the actual podcast will roll out in about two weeks. So you can hear this mixed down and edited. We have a lot to get out of this, don't we? There's, there's mm-hmm. just plenty. We have to excise Volumes. a great deal. And I should mention we're at Billy Goat. We're at the original Billy Goat on mm-hmm. Madison Avenue over uh, by the United Center. And Jared Leonard says hi. Hey. Do you, do you like hot chicken? I, I sure do. Nashville hot. Jared Leonard's your guy. The yeah. Budlong. I, I could eat there every day. Jared, I'm, I want to eat there every day. Uh, all right. Dan Doherty is live in my back seat from On the Off Chance. I'm going to turn down my mic. Facebook Live, thank you for watching. Take it away, Dan. Well, the money goes out. Why don't the money want to come back in? Yeah, yeah, well, the money goes out. Why don't the money come back? Why don't the money come back? Wish I had a palace or a car that need a valid service, but I'm a joke, a big old joke. Chewing on the calluses, swallowing the skin, and watching dinner regrow. What keeps me thinner, you know? Hey, Mr. Taxman, is that my dinner going down my throat? Yeah, now, Mr. Taxman, how about a doggy bag before you go? As someone who's living in the grave that I get paid, how are you making it work, making it work? If you get an answer, then you must have seen a ghost, cause I'm dead broke, yeah, I'm dead broke. Hey, Mr. Moneybags, you're always dancing like there's nobody there, now, now, Mr. Moneybags. On the floor is made of people that you're paying to care, one stiletto, what's one more? Breaking my bag, get my foot in the door, they days, I was such a far away day. And it's long gone before it arrives But maybe you can float a little my way Don't ask me what I need it for 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 tonight Well, the money goes down Why don't the money want to come back in? Yeah, yeah, well, the money goes down why don't the money come back? Why don't the money come back? If you want to be a millionaire, you gotta be a billionaire from the start. Right from the start. You can unsecure that you can see from outer space and tell Selzer's Park. I wonder where your heart is, Miss America. Why don't you take a couple liberties now, now, Miss America? I got a question, could you answer, please? Well, if I work harder and I work smarter, why am I still so underwater? Hey, days, I was such a far away day. And it's long gone before it arrives. But maybe you can float a little my way. Don't ask what I need it for. Don't ask what I need it for. Don't ask her what I need it for Don't ask her what I need it for tonight 
the plant What's waiting at the top of the stairs Yeah, Mr. Bobby Plant I said what's waiting at the top of the stairs I hope the money's better in heaven No, it's always better in hell Payday's always such a far away day And it's long gone before it arrives But maybe you can float a little my way Don't ask what I need it for Don't ask what I need it for Don't ask what I need it for Don't ask me what I need it for Tonight Yeah! <laughs> Dan Doherty! Hey! That was awesome! Thanks! Payday, I think we can all relate to that. Yep, it's, it's all long gone before it arrives. Three, two, one. All right, so I completely, I, I completely biffed the last Facebook Live. I tried to set it up on my little mount. I said mount. I tried to set it up on the mount, and uh, I, I ruined everything. Shane Spinozzle's uh, mounting things in his car. I am. I'm the only thing in this car. No, wait a minute. That's right. That's right. Uh, so, Dan Doherty, you just played, if you're watching this now on Facebook Live, the, the Boost Mobile stream here, uh, Dan Doherty just played live because he's in the band on the off chance, and you can see them at Cubby Bear next week, and also in New Lenox in September, opening up for Bare Naked Ladies and Living Color. But Dan is also an accomplished, a successful, and award-winning comics creator. He created the strip Beardo, which I adore, which is basically him in comics form, Touching Evil, which is super cool, and on issue number 10. So now Dan is, now that we've made him perform with a guitar, we're going to make him draw. <laughs> make, so, you make it sound so forceful. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, all right, what are you drawing? I am going to draw James Van Osdell in his... No, really? <laughs> I'm going to draw me? I'm going to try. So, okay. Can you make me thin? I'm going to make it beautiful. Oh, see, already you've gone with the big nose, haven't you? How you've dare got, you? You've got an a, a elegant hawk-like... That, that's me. I've got a hawk-like nose. I'm hating this idea regal, already. Regal. I think you should have a van for this show. Then it would be the James Van Osdell. Right. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. I've got the headphones. See, my, my back camera's busted. I'm going to try to flip this around real quick. So this is what Dan's drawing here. I'm drawing... He's using me as a reference. The greatest reference. I look so happy. You are, because you're in your car. Well, you will be in a second. Now, are you going to be here in the car with me? I can be. Yeah, oh, no, I, I want to I be in the car with Beardo. Okay, I'm coming out. We're doing this Ace Ventura style where <laughs> our heads are poking out the side of the car. Oh, that's fantastic. This is Dan Doherty, hey, comics creator, musician, entrepreneur. Educator. Keep going. What else do I do? Handsome <laughs> SOB. Oh, well, uh, one of the questions we got before I biffed the uh, last Facebook Live, uh, now that Beardo's going away, do you get to shave? Oh, that is a good question. I don't know if I want to see what's under here. I, I don't. You keep your beard immaculately. I mean, immaculately I, I try it's... to keep it mm -hmm. correct, you know. Um, it's It's been a long time. The last time I shaved my beard, uh, I was doing a costume contest where I was Turd Ferguson from SNL. Do you guys remember that? Turd Ferguson. It was it was Norm MacDonald as as um, Burt Reynolds. Yes, from the Jeopardy the big, skit. Yeah, yeah, with the Jeopardy skit, right. So um, I was I was that guy and I, I think I won technically. Granted it was my show but or my, my party, but 
I won, I think. Um, but I shaved it down to the mustache. You're and like Kim I- Jong-un. You throw a party. Who wins the party? <laughs> Kim Jong-un wins the party. Yes, or everyone gets out. Um, but yeah, I, I, I shaved the, the beard and the, the mustache shortly thereafter. I think my wife let it go till January 1st. Um, but uh, I did not like what I saw underneath there. So, I don't know. Um, the beard kind of keeps the... Well, you should grow it on to a more hipster length. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I'll go the opposite way, where I'll just go We'll crazy. go play some Galaga at Emporium. Yes! <laughs> I'll, I'll... Get a couple IPAs. Uh, yeah, I'll wear those ridiculously uh, tight shorts that I've been seeing on everybody. Oh, yeah. Those are... Those are or get one of those man rompers. Hugging all kinds of wrong things. <laughs> so, yeah. It was... Um, this is how small you think my car is. <laughs> after after playing in the back seat, this is this is your impression of yeah, how big the Mazda is. Yeah, this is how I feel. The, it's a it's a wonderful car. Tell the sponsors out there. Um, I still think you should get the James Van Osdall. Just, to, just well, to, first of all, I I would love to get a wrapped vehicle. Like how badass would that be to drive around town in a car con carne car? Oh like with the, God, with the yes. signage. I mean, yes. I've got the the magnet on the side of the car, but yeah. I think an ice cream truck would be pretty cool to broadcast out of. Does anyone ever think that you just are serving meat? Like, you're just going around? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's never been a concern. They're like, sir, uh, I will take some meat. Like, uh, I'm not selling meat. Like, Y'all yeah, have uh, three meats, please? But think about it. Wouldn't an ice cream truck, I mean, I think it's the right size. I could I could do, I could have a stand-up base in a yes. I, an ice cream truck. Oh, God. You could get, like, a little conga thing going on there? I could actually have a soundboard. Yeah. In an ice cream truck. Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd be well on your way. Yeah, you need all that. So if anyone has an ice cream truck can they I want even, to part with. Yeah, can you get us an ice cream truck for James? I'm uncomfortable with how accurate that is and how that looks like me. Uh, this is a testament to your skill. Thank you. <laughs> you got your, your headphones on. Now, I didn't shave today. Do you, does you, want, the, a little, you want a little stubble in there? There's a 5 o'clock shadow factor in there. You want to get a little? Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Oh, now we're cooking. Look at this guy. Oh, that's amazing, Dan. There he is. This is hilarious. <laughs> so a sketch like this with the two of us, what what'll it go for? Like a hundred bucks? Five hundred bucks? Eight thousand mm-hmm. macaroons. This is like a Jack Kirby Mr. Miracle original you're doing right here. <laughs> oh look, oh I've got the uh you've got right the, the car magnet right there. That's yeah. fantastic. Okay, and then maybe we need like a window with some meat. <laughs> <laughs> right, the meat window. Meat window. This is so great. Let's get like almost like the Flintstones. I want to say hi to former Carcon Carney guest Marty Casey, who's watching us right now. Oh hi, hi Marty Casey. I, I made him play in the backseat too. Nice. Mm-hmm. What did he play? Uh, he played one of his solo songs. Oh nice. And uh, that podcast will be up, or it just went up. It just went up, and it's awesome. Meat, please. And thank you. There we go. And then we'll just call this the meat window. The meat window. Oh, Dan, this is insane. That's the place, right? <laughs> the meat window. <laughs> Actually, that's the name of my first adult movie. Yeah, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> it sounds like uh, I just described some stuff. Um. <laughs> Kevin Leonard says, Beardo. Hey, how you doing? Got some people tuning in. I love it. Okay. Well, the great thing about the Facebook Live thing, you don't get a huge audience when you first do it, but over time, people it, do watch it. I mean, because it's so hard to catch people in the moment. Yes. It, yeah, they're building the audience, they tell you that, and they're not joking. I, I heard that they're trying to push that so hard that they, they put it over things that are 
being posted otherwise, like that are non-live video related. Mm -hmm. So like it's like precedent or something or first dibs in people's feed. Oh, this is great. Are you wearing a collared shirt? I am in this. Because in real I'm life, you're, in you're real a t-shirt guy. I am. Well, you know what? Let's 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 go back to the t-shirt. Let's bring it back down. You know, I, I strive for verisimilitude. Let's get let's get mm -hmm. real here. Mm-hmm. It's collar nonsense. I got the Adam's apple popping out. Mm-hmm. Let's get this guy going. Yeah. That look at that shirt. Oh, you look like you've been working out. In this picture, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's get it super jacked here. No. Mm -hmm. uh, bring that down a little bit. Maybe get my arm here going there. Okay, feeling good. Feeling pretty good. I love this. This is this is kind of what we did. You know what I'm looking at right here? Facebook cover photo. Beautiful, <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, can you hold it up to the camera? Yeah. All right, this is the finished product. Dan Doherty. This is so great. <laughs> this is so great. There's my Mazda 3. Yeah. This is ridiculous. The meat window. You are you're such a talent. Thanks. All right, so Dan Doherty, uh, as we wrap up this podcast here, um, on the off chance can be found at uh, on the off chance can be found on Facebook. We have our own page on the off chance to search that. Um, you can also um, you just go to my page, Dan Doherty, and find all the That's stuff. That's with a D O. Yeah, uh, like cookie dough, and then write down mm -hmm. the keyboard E R T Y. Um, <laughs> yeah, you said that before. I've said, I will say it again. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and um, I'm on Instagram a lot too, so you'll see a lot of stuff on Instagram. Uh, just look up uh, at Beardo Comics. So Beardo Comics, they can find Beardo, they can find Touching Evil. They can find that and and pretty much everything that I'm up to. I always Facebook and Instagram everything. Um, so it, you'll see not only the, the art stuff, but the music as well. You'll see music. Isn't that amazing? That is it. amazing. Yeah. All right. So I want to say, hang on. There we are. I want to say thank you for watching on Facebook Live. Uh, this episode, where am I looking? You're there. 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 Yes. yes. This episode will be live uh, in two weeks on Carcon. What's my website? <laughs> it's carconcarnade. Thank you. Dot com. Yeah. Yes. Dot com. Yes. Dot edu. Teaching people yeah. how to drive, and <laughs> right. eat meat, and podcast with strangers. Break, yeah. yeah. Uh, so thank you for watching on Facebook Live. I'm going to stop this. Bye, Dan. You're amazing. Thanks. You mm -hmm. are too. Going to hit finish. Post this. Hang on. Okay, and that that's it for the podcast. Thank you, Dan, for that joining was... me. You are uh, you're a repeat guest here on Carcon Carne. Yes, I, yeah, this is my second time, right? Yeah, yeah. You are, you are a delight. Uh, two shows good. coming up, comics everywhere. You've got a baby on the way. Holy crap, you're busy. Thanks for carving out a night for me. Hey, anytime for you, I'll make the time.